Welcome to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For more information, visit our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. I will put my life in your hands. And we thank you that you would always, always, always be the tested help in time of trouble. Thank you that you are the lover of our souls. Thank you that we can put our trust in you. That these are times and these are days where you have not changed. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are not calling on you because of COVID-19. We are calling on you because you have always been our God. You've always been our Lord. You've always been our Savior. And we thank you. We thank you. Thank you that even in these times, we yet still worship you. We yet still honor you. We yet still adore you. Thank you for audience this day. Thank you. We bless you. We magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing uh, what the Lord will have us uh, get into, uh, and I entitled the Two Important Answers. Two Important Answers. And uh, um, before we get into it, uh, we, we, we just want to still affirm the fact that we will put our trust in you. Wherever you are, uh, can you affirm that? Can you make that sound? I will put my trust in you. Uh, Can you type it? Can you say something? Can you uh, let someone know that you are not ashamed to let him know you are God, to let him know that he is the one that you count in? So those of you that are uh, with with your phones, can you text can you let someone know that, uh, yes, you believe and you trust in God? And, and listen, uh, this afternoon we're going to have a great time. I want to say a, a, a big congratulations to all the graduates uh, of high school. We love you. We thank God for you. We thank God for the mark that you have left and you continue to leave as you, you go on. But listen, when we come to church, when we come together, when we gather all right, uh, uh, we, we all understand one thing, that uh, when we gather, it's about participation. When we gather, it's about getting involved. When we gather, we, we are the audience of one who is God. So uh, you and I need to get involved. So I want you to listen, for a lot of you, uh, I, I, I hear from some people who say, well, I see you all the time. I see you on Sunday. I see you on, on Wednesday, but I don't get to see you. I know I, I'm, I'm watching uh, uh, this camera in front of me and 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 talking uh, with a hat that you are over there seeing me so can you mark yourself present can you can you like the fact that uh, uh, you like me you know we're sharing fellowship so the first thing is just like me and then secondly can you put in a comment can you say that listen I'm here so that after the sermon I can also go back and check out those who were in fellowship with me so I, I'd love to know that uh, I'm of a blessing to you and you also are a blessing to me so thank you so much uh, and let's connect in this way. And another thing I want you to do is take away every distraction. You know, if you are in a room that you're going to be distracted, uh, make sure you find yourself in another space or get the, the whatever is distracting you out of the way. This is the time to focus. And this is how we get the most out of our fellowship when we anticipate, when we come with expectation. Listen, I've come with so much expectation and I'm trusting that you also do the same. The other thing I want you to do is also learn to to give somebody else a shout out, you know, apart from me giving you a shout out, you know, some of you need to give me a shout out. Give someone you seeing a shout out. You know, you know those that are calling in from Tanzania, those that are calling in from Namibia, those that are are from uh, UK, uh, Ireland, or wherever you are, give somebody a shout. Indicate, tell us. You know, London is in there. Paris is in there. So let us know. Uh, those that are from India, let us know you are, you are in there. And let's enjoy fellowship. It's exciting to be able to be uh, fellowshipping with brethren across the nations, across the lands. And, and, and those in Texas, we welcome you. Listen, those in Maryland, I applaud you. Everyone, everyone in another state in California. Yeah, there are so many of us. 
We just want to say thank you. Now, I just want to give a shout out. Listen, Sean, I want you to know I've missed you. I, I, I haven't spoken to you in a while, and, and I love you. Uh, Derek, listen, I haven't seen you. Oh, I can't wait for you to thumb the bass one more time, and uh, we love you. We thank God for you. I want to give a shout out to Nicole and Enoch Mensa. Listen, it's been a long time since we, we locked eyes with one another. And of course, Cynthia, I know you've been seeing Pastor Sybil, but listen, I have not been seeing you, so I just want to give you a shout out. I want to give a shout out to KK and Theresa. We love you. I know KK was your birthday a couple of days, but I also want to give a shout out to Jane. Listen, may the Lord bless everyone that is calling in. I want to uh, give a shout out to Arabi in, in Ghana. Lord, we love you. We thank God for you. And may the blessings of the Lord be with you. Listen, this afternoon I sense that we got to uh, uh, get something from God. I, I, I sense that we got to call on the Holy Spirit uh, to enable us and empower us. Now, before we get into that, I want us to, like we've been practicing, uh, we want to be those who come with a heart to give, those who come ready to give. You know, just like you're, you're sending a, a text, uh, you're, you're, you're giving someone a high five, you're congratulating someone. There are some of us that are on the line that need prayer. And there are others who are on that same line who will be able to pray for you. So if you have a need, can you, can you put your need in there? And some people will jump on that and begin to pray for you. We have people who are committed and love you and would, would uh, call on God on your behalf. And we trust that even in these few minutes that we have together, you would have an answer to prayer. But listen, I want us to go to the book of 2 Corinthians 7 verse 8. Now, I want to encourage you, if you don't have a Bible, Bible uh, around, uh, can you try and get one and come right back uh, and let's uh, look at a few scriptures together, all right, and it's very important, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7, 2 Corinthians chapter number 8 and the verse 7. But just as you excel in everything. Now, this is Paul telling the Corinthian church that, listen, we recognize the excellence that has come upon you. Now, this excelling that they have entered into was a result of them giving their life to Christ, but also as a result of the Holy Spirit's activity in their life. And he says that you are excelling in everything. And this is my heart cry for every one of us, that this would mark the beginning of you excelling in everything, not excelling in some things, but excelling in everything. Just like your physical body, every organ in your body has the power to be excellent in all that it's been assigned to do. And therefore, he, he, uh, Paul was acknowledging that. Then he says, he, he says that in faith, in speech, and in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us. So these guys were excelling. They were excelling uh, in their faith. I pray that it will be your story. They were excelling in their speech. They were excelling in knowledge. They were complete in their earnestness, in their love. Can someone say, even as we're reading it, can someone desire, can someone say, God, I want to be excellent in my speech. I want to be excellent in knowledge. I want to be excellent in earnestness, that I came to this gathering with earnestness of heart to hear from God, to administer one to another, to, to share the love of God with one another. Then he says this very important thing at the end of the statement, and he said that, see that you excel in the grace of giving. All right, see that you excel in the grace of giving. I want to challenge us. Listen, when it comes to giving, it's important to understand that there is a grace that comes upon us. It's an opportunity, it's a, a privilege to show the kindness of God that is at work in your life and to also to show God that you love him. We come not only to give alms, we come to give our tithes, we come to give offerings, we come to get the work of God to continue to move forward in our watch. Listen, I have a question for you. Can you imagine that day when Jesus assembled with over 15,000 people. Now, the story is called the, uh, the feeding of the 5,000. But we know that there were women and children. And the counting was just the men. So I'm just averaging it out and saying 15,000 people. And there was offering required. That offering was someone to volunteer or to give of their lunch. That little boy gave his five loaves 
and two fish. And that five loaves and two fish satisfied all the people and fed the next city or fed the next town. Now, would you have given your five loaves and two fish? Would you have excelled in this grace of giving? Would you have become the one that made a difference? So I want to challenge you today. Why don't you participate in that which we are doing today? That which you do may make all the difference, may touch the next town, may touch the next life, may touch the home of another person, may be the story that will be told over and over again. So may God bless you. Just in case you are wondering, how do I participate in giving? I want you to go to our website, which is myhouseofworship.org. Hit the donation button and you can fully participate. Or go to paypal.me forward slash my house of worship, and you can also participate. So I want to encourage you, for some of you, you want to call in in the office, listen, we are willing to make that available to you. So if you want to call in in the office, uh, you can call uh, 410-902-0060. The number again is 410-902-0060. And I want you to excel in the grace of giving. Can you say to yourself, I would excel in the grace of giving. My God, I thank God, I thank God. I'm just excited. You know, I, I, I look forward to so the testimonies of, of that which we do, even in these times where we are excelling in the grace of giving. We, we are seeing the difference. Uh, we are seeing God bless us as we walk with him and as we, we track along with him. Yeah. Listen, I, I want us to do this. Uh, I, I want to, I'm going to stretch forth my hand. Now, as I stretch forth my hand in prayer, if you are sick, I need you to touch your screen. Touch my hands. If you need God to visit you, I need you to touch my hands. I, I want you not only to hear my words, but touch the screen. And let's, let's connect with God. And as I pray, I pray that the power of God would, would come into your life, would make a difference in your situation and I come by the anointing that is released and documented in Isaiah 61 and I ask that if anyone is sick if anyone is discouraged if anyone is afflicted if anyone is uh, in fear if anyone lacks any form of liberty I come in the liberty of Christ I come in the liberty of the Holy Spirit and I command the liberty that the Holy Spirit Spirit releases in our lives to invade your life. If you are bound in any way, I command freedom to come to you. If you are limited in any way, if you are looking like you can't get out of a complex situation, I come by the power of the opposite spirit and I command liberty to come into your soul, liberty to come into your mind, and I command that confusion to leave you. If there's turmoil all around you and all around your home, I declare today that you will Walk in the liberty of Christ. For wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I touch you, even as we touch the screen together. I command the power of God to heal you. Heal you of that headache. Heal you of that pain in your stomach. Heal you of that abscess that is going on in your foot. And I command the healing power of God to run from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And I command your organs to come under the influence of the power of the Holy Spirit. Receive your healing right now. In the name of Jesus. And lastly, put your hands there. Do it one more time. Touch my hands. Touch that screen. And I declare to you, let the goodness of God run through your body. Let the healing power of God arrest that which is vexing your body. And let the peace of God infiltrate your home. Infiltrate your setting. In the name of Jesus. May the blessings of the Lord be upon you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. Listen, I, I know of a gentleman that as I was praying for them, they, they took their phone, even though I was praying, they took their phone and put it on their head. They got their healing. Listen, sometimes you got to do what the Holy Spirit will inspire you to do to get what you need to get. Like the woman with the issue of the blood, it was, I believe it was the Spirit of God that began to prod her to touch the hem of the garment. She was not instructed by the apostles. She was not instructed by Jesus. She had an inner witness. So listen, if as we speak, I need you, for some of us, I need you to stand up, stretch yourself, check out whether the Lord has touched you. And if he has touched you, why don't you let us know? Why don't you let a testimony begin to flow? Wherever you are in the nations of the world, the power of God is at work today. The Holy Spirit is in the business of activating our the goodness of God in our life. Listen, I call the Holy Spirit the executive administrator of the Godhead. He comes in to make sure that that which is on the heart of the Father is known. That which is on the heart of Jesus is made a reality. You know, he moved when the, the earth was formless and without void. He moved, gave the grounds for, for the word to be spoken. He lives today to cause us to come into the fullness and the strength of what God has for us. So I bless you as we get into the word. Now we are going to look at the two important answers. Two important answers. Now if there are two important answers then I suggest that they, there must be two important questions and, and you have to be able to answer them. You have to be able to Say affirmative that you have those answers correct and that you are living in the midst of those answers. So there are two scriptures from the book of Acts I want us to read. We'll be reading Acts chapter number 4 from 29 to 31 and then we will jump to Acts 19, 7, 1 to 7. Acts 19, 1 to 7. So let's look at these two bodies of scripture and put them together. Now uh, the, the first one is Acts 4, 29 to 31. And now Lord observe their threats and grant us your bond servants full freedom to declare your message fearlessly. While you search out, while you stretch out your hands, sorry, to cure and to perform signs and wonders through the authority and by the power of the name of your holy child and servant Jesus. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were assembled was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they continued to speak the word of God with freedom and boldness and courage. I, I love the fact that they were praying to God. They were asking God to do something in their life. And then we see the activity. You know, I, I said to you, the Holy Spirit is the executive uh, uh, of the Godhead. He is the enforcer. He is the one that brings the, the things that have been promised us into a reality. He comes alongside. He is our standby. He is our paraclete. He is the one that is our strengthener. He is the one that comes to make sure it's enforced. He is the one that executes that which the Godhead desires in our life. So as they began to ask the Lord for certain things, the Holy Spirit filled them. And when the Holy Spirit filled them, they began to do what they were being asked not to do, they began to function at the level at which it was required of them concerning the call on their life. Now, if you're listening this after this day, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to empower you to do what you've been called to do. Be it a lawyer, be it a, an administrator, be it a, a business person, whatever field you are in. As a student, you want to ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to empower you, to strengthen you. All right? So the Holy Spirit uh, will do that. And these guys experience 
a feeling. Now, the reason why we are looking at this is that for the past uh, couple of weeks, we have been looking at the activity of the Holy Spirit. And anytime the Holy Spirit shows up, he comes to fill somebody. He comes to empower someone. And the phrase is, uh, is always seen where he fills the people, meaning that they were not topped up, meaning that there was space for occupation, meaning that there was room for him to enter, meaning that certain things have happened over the period and if they were already filled before, they maybe had uh, utilized the, the, the impact that the filling brought or they had leaked, if you so, uh, want to think it in those terms, or they were not at par with the situation in which they were in. You know, because sometimes I may be full. You know, I remember uh, uh, my son, uh, he, he had eaten and he, he said he was full and I, he said he wanted dessert. And I said to him, uh, but Jesse, you are full right now. Uh, why do you want dessert? He said, I'm full of, of the main meal, but I, I still have room for the dessert. Listen, I want you to know that there is room in your, your heart, room in your spirit, room in your life for the influence and the feeling of the Holy Spirit for you to deal with the, the challenges that may be new in your life. So it doesn't matter whether you have had the experience of the infilling once, you need it again for the next level. So for, for those that are graduating from one level of academia to the next. You need an infilling of the Holy Spirit. You need the impartation of the Holy Spirit to help you at this next tier. Listen, if you are moving economically, you still need the Holy Spirit for the next level. If you are changing jobs, you need the Holy Spirit for the new job. Never assume that what you have is enough. You need his influence. You need his visitation. I need him every day. It's just like the new mercies that are released every day on my behalf, the goodness that needs to come visit me, the mercies that need to come visit me. So do you need a fresh impartation of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, in my life, so that we are able to be at par and are able to do that which we have to do currently. May God's wisdom visit you. May you receive a top up today. May you receive an addition today. You cannot have too much of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was described that he was filled with the Holy Spirit without measure, meaning he was, you know, you couldn't measure, you couldn't put a, a limit to the level of his infilling. So do I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit without measure. Anytime a threat comes upon your life, you need an injection. Anytime you are harassed, you need a scaring. Anytime things are not going the way they ought to be going, you need the Holy Spirit. When you are on top of everything, you still need the Holy Spirit to guide you. When everything is going good, you still need the Holy Spirit. I need him every day. I need him tomorrow. I need him in the days to come. So I open my heart out and say to the Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I acknowledge my need of you. And so I encourage you to ask that. Can, can you join me now? Can you, can you tap yourself and say, well, I you know what? I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. Wherever you are, can you tap yourself and say, I need the Holy Spirit. I need someone to type it at this point. I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. Now let's go to our central text, which is Acts 19. And uh, one to seven. And, you know, I love anytime I read this story, I said, this is my story. This, this sounds like me. I pray that for someone, this would awaken in them a new experience with God. So whilst Apollos, I'm um, reading Acts chapter 19 from verse one. Uh, get, go there with me if you, if you please. Uh, and I'm reading from the Amplified. Now, this is categorized as uh, uh, Paul's third missionary journey. So this is not something that uh, just happened. You know, Paul had seen a number of people have uh, uh, an encounter with Jesus, giving their lives to Jesus, and also have a, the experience of uh, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So whilst Apollos was in Corinth, Paul went through the upper inland districts and came down to Ephesus, there he found some disciples. I want you to note that. And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed on Jesus as the Christ? And they said, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Woo! Now these are disciples. 
all right? These are people who uh, were familiar with the activities of John. Uh, we know that they were, uh, let's continue to read. L let me not get ahead of myself. And he asked them, into what baptism then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And, Paul's, and, and Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, continually telling the people that they should believe in the one whom was to come after him, that is, in Jesus, having a conviction full of joyful trust that he is the Christ, the Messiah, and begin obedience to him. Verse 5, on hearing this, they were baptized again, this time in the name of Jesus. And Paul laid his hands upon them, and the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in foreign unknown tongues, languages, and prophesied, and they were about 12 of them all. Now, this sounds like my story. Because I remember the day I was asked, do I know Jesus as my Lord and Savior? I couldn't answer it. Now, the reason why I couldn't answer it point blank is that I had an experience of fellowshipping with those who were Christians. At an early age, I was baptized as a child. All right? And I was told of my baptism. I knew that I was baptized. But I did not have an experience of having to accept Jesus into my life. Now, please, let's not split hairs here. All right? Paul asked the question simply. And he was expecting straightforward answers. The reason why I remind us that it looks like it was my story. Because I remember I was fumbling. All right? Questions that are, are so pivotal in our life need straightforward answers. So, for example, if you ask me who my father was, if I begin to hesitate, there is something wrong with my knowledge of or my understanding of who my father is. All right? So, trying to go around and explain your answer is indicative that you do not have a real answer. Now, the questions at hand were, do you know Jesus? And do you know the Holy Spirit? Now, John's disciples had an inkling of who Jesus was. John was preaching. He was the one who went ahead of Jesus. He was talking about them getting their lives together to embrace the Messiah. As a matter of fact, two of John's disciples had become Jesus' disciples. All right? Namely, Andrew and John. All right? They had experienced uh, the ministry of John the Baptist, and they had heard him talk about Jesus. And once they encountered Jesus, they added to what they know. Now, what has happened is that sometimes the fact that you hang around church makes you think that you know Jesus. You know, I have a lot of people say, I know you. But they really don't know me. They probably go to Facebook and see me, all right? Or they have heard of me and assume that they know me. Now, there's a, a vast difference between me knowing you and you thinking you know me. And Paul was meeting these disciples, and I love Paul. You know, he didn't want to assume. This day, I don't want to assume that you, you know Jesus. I don't want to assume that you know the Holy Spirit. And, and, and this is the day that we want to say, if you don't know him, I need you to give your life to him. I need you to welcome him into your life. You know, these guys who we read about, we're, we're straight to the point. They were like, you know what? Uh, now we are getting understanding. I like it when Paul, what Paul did. He explained to them that, listen, what they have is great. Listen, the fact that we are sharing fellowship this day, reading scripture, discussing scripture, spending time together is proof that you have something in your heart. You have a love for God. You have a, 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 a likelihood of being one that is not uh, uh, talking down on God or does not want God in their life. So listen, you're on the right track, but I need you to move 
the next step where you accept him as your Lord and Savior. John indicated uh, to them that Jesus was necessary to be invited. Listen, you don't have a relationship till you invite. You don't have a relationship till the invitation is accepted. So, for example, we have Facebook friends and they would request of us friendship, but we need to accept or decline. Now, Jesus is not going to decline you today. If you invite him, he's going to come into your life. He's going to say, come and I will make you the child of God that I've already desired for you to become. And all you need to do is come into my life, be my Lord and be my savior. This has nothing to do with what you have done prior. This does not negate. They their baptism with John, which had to do with repentance, which had to do with change from your wicked ways and embrace a certain mindset and a certain lifestyle that is in concert with the fact that you are not happy about the former life and you want to change. And so Paul was saying to them, listen, that does not negate it, it just adds to it. All right, that all your years of being kind, of being generous, this act will not negate it. It would add to it. It will make you become the real child of God that you ought to be. And the word of God says in John, as many as received him, he gave them the power to become children of God. So if you will receive him during this time that we are fellowshipping, the Lord will come into your life and I will be honored and glad to rejoice with you. Uh, you can, if you have accepted him, you can put your name, uh, uh, you can go to the website, send me a note that you gave your life to Christ and, and we would follow you up and, and bless you and give you information that will help you grow. Now, the next thing that happens is that Paul makes it clear that after you have received, then uh, you get into the baptism. All right, now I want this to be understood. The baptism is the next step, all right? When you track how they invited people into their fellowship, when they accepted, like John, John would want you to accept that you are not living right, then he baptizes you, all right? Jesus also comes on the scene, you accept him, and you get baptized. The Holy Spirit also comes on the scene, you recognize him, you desire him, and you get baptized. All right? So these 12 disciples of John said, listen, we, one, just know about the baptism of John because of the information that led to the baptism we got in, engaged in. We didn't know about Jesus. So the, Jesus is introduced to them for them to embrace, and then they get baptized. Then the next stage is that they say clearly that we have not even heard of him. All right? We have no reference for the name Holy Spirit not to talk about his baptism. So if you have heard of him, uh, you've heard of the Holy Spirit, that's great. Now you need to now embrace who he is and then come into the next stage of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now this is important in that every major event in your life usually constitutes a decision and a choice. Now once you make the choice or you make the decision, it becomes the invitation, it becomes the opening and the access through which you enter into the experience. Once you enter into the experience, you are able to recall it, you are able to not only remember it, you are able to visit it one more time. All right, so we, rem we, we read from Acts where the disciples gathered again and realized that, listen, we've had an experience with the Holy Spirit before. When he came and filled us, we became empowered to do what we were called to do, all right? So this is what I am bringing to our attention. You cannot recall what you were never part of before. So for example, the Bible is full of the phrase rejoice, right? Rejoicing is a recall. 
You know, so when you are down, you can rejoice. And Paul will say, again, I say rejoice. All right? So you can recall the joy that you had before. For example, during communion that Jesus established with the disciples, he said, do this in remembrance of me. Meaning, you can recall that which I have done for you then into your current situation. So the power of recall is very critical in our journey as children of God. In the kingdom, our ability to recall that which God has done to visit us again, to empower us again, to do that which he has done then. That's why the children of Israel would always say the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. They were calling on God, the tri-generational God, the God of generations, the God that shows up on every generation, that he is able to come and visit with power, visit with strength. So the activity of the Holy Spirit is needed every so often. I need uh, to call on the Holy Spirit to visit me one more time. You know, in these times that people are struggling, this is the time if you have not received the Holy Spirit or have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, your knowledge of him is good, but can we move it to the next level? What is this baptism all about? We see that any time there's this baptism, you know, baptism in its natural state is that being immersed or being placed into, being overwhelmed by, you know, baptism becomes a marker. Baptism becomes a key. Baptism becomes a portal. Baptism becomes an opening. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are giving a key to activities that you would not enter into prior to. So for example, once the people are baptized, in the Holy Spirit, we see them speak differently. We see them begin to prophesy. We begin to see new uh, openings. So you go to the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, for example, you see a, a, a list of gifts that are listed, nine gifts. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, those gifts are activated. You are able to now begin to function in the gifts of seeing, the gifts of knowing, the gifts of doing. You know, I just summarized those, those, those nine gifts in three categories and, and and it becomes what you can look the kingdom of God just as we need gifts in the natural to excel so do we need gifts in the spirit to excel. The interesting thing with the gifts of the spirit is that they also not only work in the spirit, but they work for the activities in the natural realm. Listen, every one of us, this is very important. Every one of us will get to a point in life where you need something beyond the natural. You need something beyond that which your knowledge in the natural, your experience in the natural, uh, your, your qualifications in the natural, your resource in the natural can handle. And then comes in uh, the, the, the resource of the Holy Spirit that is always able to take you to the next level. For example, in the text we read earlier, the disciples were faced with a deadlock. The, the governing bodies were saying that you cannot do what you are doing anymore. We are putting an embargo on you. We are quarantining your activities. We are saying that you can't do it anymore. We are taking the life out of you. We are taking courage. We are threatening you. We are putting fear in you. So in all this emotional roller coaster they were dealing with, they needed an infusion of the Holy Spirit to help them to go forward. I'm talking to someone who's hit a roadblock. Someone who's hit a roadblock in their creativity. You may be in the medical field. You may be in the legal field. You may be in the political field. Listen, the Spirit of God can come alongside you. The baptism of the Holy Spirit brings extra gears brings you into an extra influence that is able to help you and enable you to do the things that God has required you to do. You are not able to do everything that God wants you to do just in the natural, just in your soul. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the influence of the Holy Spirit that is outside you. He may be in you, but you need that extra thing that he can provide for you for, for making you the excellent one to do what he's called you to do. Listen, 
They were asked the question, have you received the Holy Spirit? How can you have something you never received? See, some of us say that we have, but the proof of having is the demonstration or the showing evidence of having it. So, for example, if you claim you have the Holy Spirit, what is the proof of what you have? Now, you have to be honest with yourself. Sometimes you don't have it, but you are behaving like you have it. You know, we have people who uh, uh, act like uh, they are rich, and they are not. People act like their marriages are working, and it's not. People act like they are knowledgeable, and they are not. So, acting like does not make you. This is not fake it to make it. You cannot fake like you have money. All right? That's fraud. All right? You cannot write checks or, or, or promise, promissory notes when you, you, you don't have the amount to back it. So eventually what's going to happen is that, you know, when we assume that we have the Holy Spirit, all right, this is not argument. If you don't have the Holy Spirit baptism, you don't have it. All right. And it's not an indictment on anyone. You may have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Praise the name of the Lord. But I want to encourage you. This was one of the things that the the apostles knew it was necessary. It doesn't matter how modern we get. The reason why we we took a story from Acts 2 and we jumped to Acts 19 is that time had passed. All right. But they still were looking for these two things. Has Jesus been accepted in your life? And two, have you had an experience with the Holy Spirit? These two are necessary for your journey as one that is to be called a Christian or one who is a disciple. A disciple without the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a powerless disciple. A disciple without the ability to recall the Holy Spirit occasionally in your life is one who is going to lack. A disciple who does not have a reference of the ability to to receive gifts and enablement that the Holy Spirit provides is a disciple who is going to fall short of that which God requires of you. So this day, I want to challenge you that if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what an opportunity. Now, we notice that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just like I said it was my story, I never got that experience till the knowledge of it was made clear to me. You would not desire what you do not know. You would not have an experience of what you don't have reference to. You would not even request for a thing that you don't have any inkling that it exists in the world. So hearing about this, These disciples said, hey, we are interested. Now, how did they receive it? It was done by the laying on hands. Now, God has various ways in which he releases the Holy Spirit's activity or the baptism in our life. Now, the first time we see the Holy Spirit baptism, no hands were laid on anybody. The first time we see it happen with the the Gentile church, There was no hands laid on them. It was just the understanding and the knowledge of the availability of the Spirit of God. And they came into that influence. Anytime you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's always going to be proof. All right? There's going to be a shift. Your life, you cannot be dipped in in, uh, any form of baptism and not have an expression of it. So let me go the natural way. Paul said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, anyone who is drunk with wine, We we know. You stagger, your speech is different, you say things that you don't have to say, you become loose tongue, something is different. Your eyes are glazed. So it's going to be if you are drunk or you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Some difference is going to occur. So I want to say to you right now, if you want, those that are listening to me, you know, that want the baptism and you don't have the baptism, I'm going to stretch forth my hand for a few seconds. As I stretch forth my hands, 
You know, like we are reading in the text, Paul laid hands on them and they received the baptism. So I want you to stretch forth your hand if you are one of those who never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Or if you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit before, but you are listening to me and your heart is stirring up. You are saying to me, sir, I want another touch of the Holy Spirit. I want another infilling of the Holy Spirit. Just as the disciples uh, gathered and prayed and they were filled one more time and they went out in power, they went out boldly to do the things that God has called them. Listen, someone, as you put your hands on the screen right now, for, for some of you, your screen is so small, so you might put your finger. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is your pinky. Just let's make contact right now. And as you do this, may the Spirit of God come upon you. May the baptizer, the one who comes and baptizes us, with the Spirit of God that releases our tongue. He, they received baptism and they began to prophesy. They began to praise God. They began to joy entered their hearts. By the baptism of the Spirit of God, the gifts of the Spirit were released in their life. Right now, as you place your hands on my hands, may the same Spirit that came upon me, that same Spirit that came upon me as I sat in my father's living room and we prayed and the Spirit of God came upon me as we asked him to. May you receive him right now. May the Spirit of God come upon you in your living room, in your bedroom, in your dining room, in your car. May the Spirit of God come upon you May you be baptized in the Holy Spirit. May you begin to speak in tongues. May you begin to speak in the priestly language. May you, your mouth be loose. Makos kadiri katoha. Lambros akataya. Likataya. And one of the things that happens is that the Spirit empowers you and then you begin to speak. It's just like when the alcohol empowers the people. It's not the alcohol that speaks. The people begin to open their mouth. So I want you to open your mouth now. I want you to begin to pray the Lord. I want you to begin to speak and let the Spirit of God empower you. You need power for the weak. You need courage for the weak. You need courage to do the things that you are supposed to do. You need the empowerment of God to be creative. You, you may be one that has been called in an industry. Whatever industry it is, receive power right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever God has called you to do, receive the power of God. Listen, I sense somebody needs to put their hand on their head. Even as you are touching the screen. Take your hands off the screen right now. Put your hands on your head. Receive power. Receive the power of God from the, from the Most High. Receive the power of God. I release that anointing that sets you apart. That anointing that makes you effective for the work of God. That anointing that makes you excel as an educator. That anointing that will make you excel as a physician, as a healthcare worker. That anointing that will make you excel as a politician. That anointing that will make you excel as a student. Receive, receive from the Holy Spirit now receive the power, receive the ability, receive the gifts that will enable you to fulfill the ministry of the of the Holy Spirit that has been put upon you. Receive. Receive power now. Receive power. And for them that are discouraged, I command the discouragement to leave you now in the name of Jesus. And I bless you with the blessings from on high. Let that which releases joy. Listen, one of the activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives is that there is joy. There is joy. There is joy. There is excitement. There is excitement. Can I hear someone say praise the Lord. Can I hear someone say that the Lord God Almighty, the Lord God Almighty is at work in my life. May the blessings of the Lord be upon you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Listen, you cannot be a Christian without the activity of the Holy Spirit. A Christian without the Holy Spirit baptism is a powerless Christian. And we cannot afford to be powerless in these days. We cannot afford to be people who are just uh, ineffective in these days. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's infilling in your life enables you to carry on. Listen to me. This week you will carry on. This week you will have testimonies of the goodness of God. This week the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance the prophecies and, and the things that God has said concerning you. This week, you will see the Holy Spirit at work with you. You will hear him clearly. May your 
eyes be open. May their ears be open. May your understanding be made clear. You will make wise decisions because you have the counselor who will be speaking into your ears. You have the spirit of God who brings regeneration. Anyone that is feeling down, I came to say that the spirit of God brings regeneration. He brings the word of God alive. He stirs faith in us. He causes us to do the work of God. Now, as we close, I just want to run down a few things the Holy Spirit uh, does in our lives. Hopefully, we'll continue on Wednesday, but listen, the Holy Spirit gets involved in our discipleship. We see that Paul is helping these disciples. They needed the Holy Spirit to help them to become effective disciples. Listen, the Holy Spirit is involved in our commissioning. If anytime anyone is being commissioned in a thing, you always see the Holy Spirit getting involved. When it comes to serving, when the deacons were being chosen, the activity of the Holy Spirit was right in the middle of it. When it comes to evangelism, yeah, you need the Holy Spirit. When it comes to the removal of prejudice, uh, removal of thoughts that are not of God, we need the Holy Spirit. When it comes to prophetic warnings, we need the Holy Spirit. When it comes to demonic opposition and getting demonic activity off our backs, we need the Holy Spirit. When it comes to validation of your call, your ministry, of, of who you are, you need the Holy Spirit. He bears witness with our spirit. If you need ministerial direction, if you need professional direction, if you need a direction even for where you need to live, you need the Holy Spirit. If you need validation on your calling, you need the Holy Spirit. Today, I submit to you, the one who God has given us as our most needed resource, the one that helps us answer these uh, get the two answers right. Do you have Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life? And do you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You have to have answers to these two questions. So tonight, today, sorry, it may be night wherever some people are, but this day, I want to say, may God bless you. May you have the right answer. May you be able to say yes. And if not, we are available to help you. There are some of us that can connect with you after this. Uh, you can uh, send us a note. Go to the website, myhouseofworship.org. Leave us a note and I'll, we'll be sure to assist you. There are many of us on, online who can guide you and help you. And may the blessings of the Lord be upon you. And listen, if you have joined us in this time. I just want to say thank you so much for being part of this gathering. Yeah. You, you were great. You were wonderful. Thank you for uh, letting me know you, you, you were part of this great time. And I bless God for your life. And lastly, if you also have been hanging out with us, uh, we encourage you to participate and be also excelling in the area of your giving. Uh, and uh, I want you to go to paypal.me forward slash my house of worship or go to the website myhouseofworship.org and hit the donation button. May the Lord bless you as you uh, continue in the walk with the Holy Spirit, and may the blessings of the Lord be upon you. May the goodness of the Lord for you, Lord you. May this week be a week of the fulfillment of His goodness, and may the Lord arise and defend you. May you have a testimony of His faithfulness. Receive healing, receive wisdom, receive direction as you navigate throughout this week. God bless you. Thank you so much for being part of our service today. We love you. And we appreciate you. See you soon. See you on Wednesday, 7.30, Eastern Standard Time. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message and were blessed by it. For more information, visit us at our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.